You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com. Coming up next, we're going to talk about finishing the race. The most important time in your race is October of the election year. And it's the time just it's it's the time when the awareness is raised. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be out working all summer, knocking on doors, raising money, holding events, going to summer festivals, but you should you should be doing that, but you really have to ramp it up in October. And so October is 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 sort of a different animal because of that intensity. And so we have asked our second district central committee representative, Ryan Leakey, that's up north for those of you who aren't from the region. Uh, we've asked Ryan Leakey to present on the finishing the race strong because Ryan has a ton of energy. He uh, ran a great house campaign and he's going to uh, give you a great presentation on finishing strong. So if you would, please welcome Ryan Leakey. Thanks, everybody, uh, for uh, having me here today. It's great to be here. Now, uh, you should have already reached your voters by this time, because now you're at the end of the campaign. You're down to the final month before Election Day. If you haven't reached your voters by now, none of this is really going to matter too much, because you're kind of already doing it. So you, should, you need to be doing everything you've been uh, taught today all the way up to this point. I would actually recommend that three to four weeks before election day, you take maybe a four-day weekend and just take a vacation, just relax, you know, rejuvenate, just get yourself prepared for that closing stretch. You want to have energy going into there. You don't want to be going into there worn out, exhausted, and just not feeling up to it. You should have volunteers who can still do do some work for you during that four days that you're taking off. All right, so. If, especially if you have a spouse, that's a good chance to get away with your spouse and maybe go to a hotel or something. Just get away from it all and, and reward your spouse for being so kind to you, too. That, that's very important. Uh, because you want to stay fresh, staying fresh physically, emotionally, and in the voter's mind as well. So you really want to keep in front of the voters and you want to keep with a fresh message. You don't want to wear yourself out. You don't want to say the same thing over and over and over and get to the end of the campaign and have nothing new to say. The voters are going to get tired of it too. All right. So just like you can get worn out, the voters can get a little worn out too. Make sure that your message is always fresh, up to date, appealing, and that it's striking. It's, it's always new. Not necessarily a new message, but you're not saying the same exact thing over and over and over. Uh, keep your message. Uh, clear and concise. You, you remember, at the, end the, at the end of the campaign, you don't. You should have already made the case for why you should be elected. So now you just want to kind of say, hey, you know, I'm still here. This is why you need to vote for me. Don't go into anything long, long and drawn out. You know, it's been a long election, election cycle by now. The voters are starting to get tired. Keep it nice, clear, and concise. Something they can understand. Something catchy. If you can come up with a catchphrase. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you keep your message about you. Don't uh, don't get negative. You can defend yourself, but during the last month or so, especially if you start pulling well, your opponents may start coming after you a little bit uh, harder. 
and uh, it's it's probably not a good idea to go negative on them. It's a good idea to keep the, the message about you, what your solutions are. And this is another thing, is have solutions to the problems. It's going to be issues, have solutions. That's one thing I haven't heard today. I think it's really important. You, you can't just stand up there and say, well, we need smaller government. There are specific issues the voters are going to be looking at, and you need to have specific solutions for why smaller government is the best in that given situation. Something's going to resonate with them, something's going to sell. Right. Uh, I think Tim said it, you are a salesman, basically, as a candidate. And, and not all of this stuff comes out of the candidate either. A lot of the stuff the, the, uh, the campaign team has to keep working on as well. So it's not all strictly on the candidate. The candidate is the salesperson. Uh, at the end of the campaign, you're going to want to do a big uh, final media and advertising push. And... Uh, you know, all the speakers today actually have, have kind of hit on everything I'm, I really wanted to say, but I'm just going to kind of sum it up real quick here with the advertising and the media push. They're kind of lumped together. And what I mean by that is, at this point, there are deadlines that you're going to have to meet for your, your press release, for your advertising. Contact all the media sources. Find out what those deadlines are. Some media sources may have a deadline. They won't accept press releases after seven days before election day. Make sure you find that out for each individual one and get that press release out to them before that deadline. Same with the advertisements. Find out those deadlines and get that uh, advertisement out to them on the deadline. Make sure with the advertisements that you've set a very strict budget. You don't want to go over because if you go over, you can't end up owing your campaign money and you don't have the resources to repay it. So make sure you set a strict budget on how much you're willing to advertise. And as Tim said uh, just a little bit ago, focus on what your campaign is because you're going to have to target your limited advertising dollars into an advertising buy that makes sense. You're not going to be buying TV slots for a, a school board member probably. All right, that wouldn't make much sense if you're in an area where the TV gets, you know, 200 miles wide. You're going to try to find a way to target that a little more specific. Uh, with your uh, press release, you want to make sure that you get that out in a timely manner, before the deadline, but as close to the deadline as possible. Again, uh, staying fresh. All right, staying fresh. You don't want to get that final press release out two weeks before Election Day and have all of your opponents get theirs out exactly one week before Election Day. Who's freshest in the voters' mind then? It's not going to be you. So you want to be as fresh in that voters' mind as possible with your message. In your final press release, you want to make sure that you capture the essence of your campaign. You shouldn't be selling specific policy issues at this point. This is basically a summary, all right? So wrap it up. Wrap up what your campaign is. And again, this should be, hopefully, you should have somebody who is able to help you with this, especially if you aren't a good writer. Or, uh, you know, find somebody to help you with this. Um, keep it concise. Again, short message to the point. Make sure that it's clear, though. Make sure there's nothing confusing, nothing that's, uh, nothing that can be taken out of context. That final week, you really want to make the, the best e uh, effort to, to really get into their minds. 
because the voters at this point are really looking for the for the candidates, especially the moderates and the independents who haven't made up a choice. You've always got those who say, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm Republican, I'll go in, I'll pull the Republican, or I'm Democrat, I'll go in, pull Democrat." <clears throat> so at, th at this point, you're probably not going to be able to reach them. Earlier in the campaign, you might be able to. At this point, it's probably too late. Well, I'm talking at this point. I'm talking the final two weeks. So you want to make sure that your message is something that's going to be clear, concise, and, and easy for independents to look at it and say, I like this guy. I could go in there and push the button next to this guy's name. You know, That's what you're trying to do here, is you're trying to, to sell yourself in a last-ditch effort. Uh, with your media buys, uh, you also want to be, you want to make sure that your advertisement, especially if you're doing a newspaper advertisement, you want to make sure it's big enough that people can read it, but you want it clear and, and, and legible. Right? You don't want to put too much into it. People won't be able to see it in, their, in, in the newspaper print. So you want to consider that. And it might be worth using some of your money to hire a guy to make a good ad for you. There are people who make ads. And uh, from, from business experience myself, I think you can probably get an ad done for between $50 and $75. It looks very, very good, very nice, with excellent graphics. It's not going to be too bad. You can even put your face in there or whatever you want. And people will be able to, to, to look at it, and it's going to be nice, not too flashy, but something that's going to be able to sell at the same time. Uh, and ask for their political uh, packages. And I say that because a lot of times what you'll find is that they will have different price packages for politicians as opposed to businesses. So make sure when you contact them about how much it costs to run an ad, you specifically tell them exactly what you're looking to run the ad for. And that may get you a reduced price or, you know, it may, it may even help get you into the newspaper with your press releases too, especially if you're doing a newspaper or TV radio, whatever you're trying to do. Uh, remember, the media are businesses. All right? A lot of us like to rail on the mainstream media and how liberal they are. But do remember they are businesses as well. They're trying to make a profit. And if they know that you're going to turn around and give them money, it's highly likely they're going to turn around and do you a favor as well to make sure that you do place that advertisement with them. So don't be afraid to, to take advantage of that. Um, make sure that you're attending all of your events. Right? You should have a list of all the events in your area at this time. You're not going to have to worry about fairs or summer events, but there are fall festivals. There's there should be Halloween uh, events all over the place. Attend those. See if you can get booths for them. If you can get booths, get a booth if you have the money. Um, go to church dinners. I have a cousin who is a Democrat. He was elected into a county council position in a county where there were no uh, Democrats elected before him for something like 20 years. He got elected, and he said the one thing he did over and over and over, he attended church dinners. So do that. This is coming from an elected official. Attend church dinners. Go to the candidates' nights. All right, they have candidates' nights. If you can't attend, uh, find someone who can attend for you 
and make sure that you call whoever is, has invited you or whoever is organizing the event. Let them know, hey, I can't make it, but hey, I got somebody who is going to come and make it. They're going to speak on my behalf. All right? If you skip out on that opportunity, you could be missing anywhere from 10 to 200 people, potential voters. If they're going to a candidate's night, I'd say they're beyond potential voters. They're probably definitely voters. So make sure you attend those. Those are people you can reach. Uh, visit community centers. Go to your community centers. There, sh there should be local community centers all over the place. Right? Go to them. They need help. You have, for instance, me. In the last month, because I do a lot of work with community centers, with charities, I have been invited to a food bank to try to, to, to go there to try to help them. They didn't go to the Democrats or Republicans, they came to me. I've been working with uh, several churches who are trying to, to get different things set up with charities. They didn't go to the Republicans or Democrats, they came to me. Why is that? Because I went to them first. Uh, Ron Senkush, he's been working with uh, a church as well, community that runs a community center in their basement. He went to them, he started talking to them, and next thing you know, they're going to him for help. All right? If you go to them for help, think about, think about the people they're helping. They're helping people in the community. And this is part of our message. A part of our message is personal responsibility and what? We don't need the, the government to help the poor because they're not really helping the poor. So how do we help the poor? We help the people who are donating charities to get them jobs, to get them quality resumes, to, to help them find what they need to find. So go help those community centers too, all right? That will help you get some votes as well. And even after the election, they will still turn to you because you have turned to them. All right? You will step up above the Republicans and Democrats in that way. And the media, if you start working with them, the media will catch on. And they will start writing about it. Uh, meet with your local leaders. And I'm talking here politicians. I know they are your opposition. But don't be afraid to meet with them. Uh, not because you're trying to be buddies with them, but because there are real problems and you want to find out what's going on. Uh, now, when I say meet with them, you don't necessarily have to meet one-on-one, one -on -one, but go to the, for with politicians, go to their, uh, their meetings. You have a county council, you're running for county council, go to the county council meeting. You know, find out what's happening in the county council. Don't run for county council without attending their meetings. If you're going for state house, you don't have to go all the way to the state house if you're from outside of Indianapolis. If you're in Indianapolis, I'd suggest probably going at least once. If you're outside of Indianapolis, you don't necessarily have to go, but stay up on what's going on and don't be afraid to actually meet with somebody from the state house and ask them what's going on. You know, ask them why they're voting certain ways. Find out what they're doing. They may not tell you, but you are kind of putting some pressure on them as well. And it'll help uh, keep them honest, if nothing else. Meet with your religious leaders, your charity leaders, your media. Again, I, I, I cannot stress this enough. The media is a business. All right? You cannot expect the media to operate in any way other than as a business. If you don't take care of them, if you don't treat them right, they are not going to cover you. 
If you go out and badmouth them, if you go out and trash them, they will not give you favorable coverage. All right? You have to treat them like a business. Right? So press releases, give them written information, keep in contact with them, even if they don't cover you, if they at least talk with you, if they have come to your event, even if they don't cover it, send them a thank you card. I know you didn't cover it, but thanks for coming. It was nice to see you. All right? Take care of them. Again, your volunteers need to help you get out the vote. Uh, you need to, as you're going through your day-to-day -day door knocking, I think this was already suggested, suggested, I can't remember who it was, keep track of friendly houses uh, because at this point you want to go back to them. Uh, you should have somebody probably working a phone bank. You should, you know, call those people. Let them know you're still on the ballot or, or have a volunteer call. Again, with a specific message, at this point you're calling them. You're selling your message again, making sure that they, they're going to go vote for you. Uh, go out back to their house. Do the mass mailing or the you know, direct mailing. Uh, just revisit them in some fashion. Have your volunteers set up some sort of dinner or event, something, where the public can come and attend as well, like an after-election dinner or something, for on election night, so you guys can watch the results come in or whatever. Do that event, put it in the media, make sure you send out a press release about it. They usually do cover it. You'll see it from the Democrats, you'll see it from the Republicans. They will usually cover. If they don't cover it, again, don't, don't treat them bad. They are a business. They're doing what they have to do to make a sale. So just make sure that if they don't cover it, that you keep trying to show them that you can be profitable for them. When you vote, well, on election day, you should vote. Hopefully you're going to vote for yourself. Uh, make sure that you do have your volunteers either going door to door or contacting people in some fashion again. Again, the voting or the calling, just calling them, asking them to go vote again is, is fine. If you're at the polling place, though, make sure that you stay 50 feet from the polling place or whatever the state law is now. I think it used to be 50 feet. So you, can anybody Where the polling place differs from locale to locale. It does? Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, different people have different interpretations of where that 50 feet starts and ends. Okay. If it's raining, guarantee it ends right out in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> so, uh, just make sure they should have markers up telling you where that 50 feet ends. Don't go inside that 50 feet. You should have, you know, your volunteers need to have something on them that, that says, yes, I'm with this campaign, whether it's a button or a banner or something. Uh, don't go inside the polling place. Don't block the path of anybody. Don't uh, get negative, never get pushy, don't get into an argument, don't try to, to be in any way anything other than positive towards the voters, okay? So if somebody comes up to you and says, I would never vote Libertarian in my life, you say, I understand, I understand, have a great day, you know, thank you for voting anyways. Right? Don't, don't get into an argument with them, all right? That can, that can be some serious trouble. Again, a couple points to expand on what Ryan says in the area of media buys. When you're talking about broadcast media, radio and TV, I don't know if cable TV has the same rules, 
but they have to, within 60 days of the election, provide you with what, they, what is called the lowest unit price uh, if you're a candidate. Not if you're a county organization, a state organization, but if you are a, a candidate who's going to be on the ballot, they have to give you the same lowest minimum rate that they give to their lowest minimum rate advertiser during the rest of the year, and they have to do that for every candidate. Therefore, you might see restrictions on how much time you can buy. Uh, some of the radio stations around here will allow you to buy no more than one spot per hour because it's only five bucks a spot or 10 bucks a spot. Same thing with television broadcast media. They have to provide you with whatever their lowest unit rate is. Their sales manager should know what those rates are about 90 days before the election. So if you want to start your budgeting at that point in time, and if you know you want to run spots on WoWo in Fort Wayne or on WXNT here or whatever the radio stations are up in South Bend or Northern Indiana, call the sales managers, maybe even uh, in, uh, in like February, if you want to, even though you're not going to be on the ballot for the primary, you still, if you're a declared candidate, you're still entitled to those rates. And you can run as a candidate, as Mike Cole did, I believe, during the Secretary of State's campaign during the primary season, hey, remember me come November. I won't be on your primary ballot because we don't participate in the primary system, but I'm going to be the Libertarian Party candidate for Secretary of State or for State House District, whatever it is. And you should, and they have to give you those lowest unit rates at that point in time. That's for the primary as well, Sam? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, even though you're not going to appear on the primary ballot, you're a declared candidate on the ballot, okay. they have to give you those rates. All right. That's for print media, or not for print media, that's pretty much open market as far as I know. But for broadcast media, I don't know if cable TV that has to do the same thing, but their rates are relatively inexpensive anyway around here. Uh, usually, when you, the primary radio station that you can do your spots at, at least around here, they'll let you go in and produce your spot for free or for a minimal amount of money. And then they'll give you a disc or a, an electronic file now, I guess, uh, to take with you. If you're going to use it on other media, they're probably going to charge you some kind of production fee for it. it. It's not very expensive to produce radio spots. It ought not be very expensive to produce relatively simple television spots. It can be exorbitantly expensively expensive if you're a Republican or Democrat. But we've got enough technological people around the Libertarian Party of Indiana that we should be able to produce television spots pretty inexpensively. And then also the cable TV channels, usually if you're going to be putting spots on their uh, internal stuff locally, you, usually they'll let you go in and just and, and take a simple spot of you sitting in front of a blank screen for free, or again for minimal amounts of money. Jim? I was just going to offer the suggestion on, on uh, volunteers. We um, talked about it in the polling locations. That was my biggest push uh, for volunteers was, was at the polling data. And I know, especially in this group, it's probably very foreign to think that people go up to the polls not knowing who they're going to vote for. Does, it, does anyone else think that's kind of weird? To that? Yeah. I had to see the numbers. There's a lot of people that go up and ha have no idea who they're voting for. They don't even know what's on the ballot especially during the presidential races. They know that, that Barack Obama was on the ballot, and that was about it. Um, and if you have people out, even if they don't work the whole day, out at the big rushes in the morning and the evening. And if you're going to have volunteers working polls, keep track of where they are, and if they're going to be there around lunchtime, make sure you take them something to eat. Uh, or have a volunteer run around to the polling places, take something to eat. 
Uh, I usually advise my candidates to spend their time at their primary polling place where they vote, or maybe at most two or three more around their district during the course of the day. Uh, it's not bad to have film of the candidate delivering lunches to volunteers. That's a good thing. If you're running a, a high-profile campaign and the media is conveying attention to you, make sure they know what your schedule is for election day. They might end up showing you on the menu news, and that might get you more votes. They showed Sean when he went in to vote. Yeah. And they came out and filmed him doing that. Anything else for Ryan about the final days of the campaign? The other thing that Ryan forgot to mention and everybody else is the election night party. And that's probably the most important thing you can do because it gets you media attention. It gets I, I, I you. Yeah, you did, did you mention it? Yes. I must have been asleep. <laughs> it's been a long day. But yeah, the election night party after the camp, after the polls close at 6 o'clock in Indiana, they can start serving liquor again. Uh, your volunteers will have a place to go and, and listen to the vote totals with you uh, to have a celebration if you do well, uh, to start doing a uh, kind of post-mortem on the campaign. What did we do wrong? What could we do better next time? Uh, and just kind of developing an industry before. Because in places where we have not run candidates in the past, or a lot of candidates, it really helps develop a core to move forward. I know in Allen County, they did had not run candidates for a long time up there. And a couple of years ago, during the municipal elections, they ran uh, almost a full slate of candidates for Fort Wayne City Council. And uh, they have kept most of that group together and they're moving forward into the election campaign and the leadership positions in the Allen County Party. So make sure you don't ignore your volunteers and have a good party for them uh, when that day is over. And then to thank the Lord that the election campaign is over, spend the next week closing everything up, and then remember that the next election campaign starts on December 1st. Uh, Ryan, thank you very much. Follow me in the kind of do the wrap up, and and uh, I hope that everybody who has come today uh, has gotten something out of it. Most people stayed pretty alert. I only saw a couple people nodding off from time to time as we were wanting to do on a long day uh, ordeal like this. I want to especially thank all of our speakers and presenters. Uh, as I said initially at the beginning of the uh, conference. We've got a lot of experience in this room. A lot of people have done a lot of things on behalf of the Libertarian Party of Indiana and the local county parties over the past several years. Uh, historically, I came into the party in about 98, and at that point in time, our candidate for mayor of Indianapolis was excluded from several of the debates that year. He was included in a couple, but he was also excluded from one, most notably at the Indianapolis Press Club. Within four years of that, one of our guys was the president of the Indianapolis Press Club. Now, of course, he drove it into the ground at that existing one, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, but we, the Libertarian Party in Indiana makes an impact on, has an impact on political process and discussion in the state, uh, to the point where the Indiana Debate Commission, when formed, uh, Part of their agreement is that when there's a Libertarian Party candidate in the statewide race, that candidate will be included in the debate when it happens. Uh, that might not seem a lot to us because we're kind of used to it, but in many other states, the Libertarian Party candidate is either excluded or has to fight to the nail to get involved in the debates. That's why it's important that if the League of Women Voters or the Kiwanis Club or somebody schedules a debate for your local district, 
make sure you show up. Dress professionally. Take a look at the how to dress and how not to dress sheets over there that are in your packet. Uh, have a coherent message that you're going to uh, pass on to people. Don't always be negative. Don't always say the government's too big. We need to do something about how big it is. Make sure people know the advantages of a smaller government, as a, of a less expensive government, because that's honestly what we're all about. Uh, again, I want to thank you for coming out. Uh, people want to stick around and kind of do a post-mortem afterwards and discussion. Uh, I think we probably need to be out of here at 4.35 o'clock at the latest, uh, but we certainly appreciate your time. Look for yourselves on the Internet sometime in the next month or two whenever they get it up and running. I'm not a tech guy, so I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, the other thing that we want to do is as you decide what you're going to run for, as you start filing your exploratory campaigns, and my hope as state chair is that most of you decide to run for state rep or state senate, we would like to have a couple more meetings and conferences of all those candidates later on, mid-winter, early spring, so that we can come up with a coherent platform, not necessarily a platform, but a coherent approach to what our candidates are going to run on. We, of course, can't dictate what our candidates are going to run on because we're not Republicans and Democrats. But we can give you an idea of what we anticipate the major issues to be in the next legislative session. Uh, by the time the primary rolls around, we'll know what they've screwed up this time and, and how badly the state's going to be going down the tubes. Since they kind of misestimated by $254 million the current budget year, what the revenue is going to be today, God knows what's going to happen in the future. Uh, but those are the kinds of things that are going to be, as I said earlier, a target-rich environment. Our candidates are going to have a lot to run on, and we need to put together a coherent message that hopefully most of our candidates will be able to coordinate with our Secretary of State candidate and present a, a unified message to the voters in Indiana that the Libertarian Party is here, and we need to have them vote for us because we present a valid alternative to the old parties. Thanks a lot for your time. Nice meeting you guys. And we'll see you again at the Libertarian Party event. Thank you. Thank you.